Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system. In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Happy Wednesday to you. I'm glad you made it back for another episode of In the Middle, the podcast that is bridging the gap between politics and reality. And I'm extremely happy and excited uh, for for how the show has been growing and for you guys sharing the show it really means a lot and i'm getting a lot of uh a lot more feedback and it it helps and so thank you thank you for getting it out there thank you for sharing it with your friends and thanks for you know talking to me about it and and having that conversation it means a lot today guys i'm going to talk to you about politics over principles i think it's important to understand the, the the distinction and it's important because it's why this show exists um it, it i just i think it's important to come back to uh the genesis of of why the show exists and why why i created it and and why i think you gotta you have to pick principles over politics so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit today also, there was a drone shot down about a day ago uh, over the Black Sea there by a, it was a U.S. drone, and it wasn't shot down. It was forced down uh, by some Russian, Russian fighter planes, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today, too. I think it's important to bring that up because we've got, <laughs> we've got a lot of war mongering going on over it, and it's, it's frustrating, so I'm going to talk about that. Also... I told you guys in a previous previous episode that I was going through the legislation that was passed for this COVID origin declassification, and I'm still going through it. I've developed what why I believe because it just blew me away that you know you had 100% bipartisan support on declassifying the origins of COVID. When you've had a Congress that has been deeply divided over the origins narrative, you got half of them saying, hey, this was a lab leak. And you got half of them saying, no, this was a a natural evolution. It jumped from a bat or some other species to human. But then, I mean, and these people were like at each other's throats, but now they passed this bipartisan bill to declassify what the NSA knows about the COVID origin, uh, all the information they have. And they did that with bipartisan support, meaning they all agreed to do this. It doesn't sit right. Anytime they're all on the same page, you got to kind of scratch your head and wonder why. So I've I've done a little bit more. I'm still reading on that. I'm going to bring you guys that information. It's not going to be on today's show, but I just wanted you to know that I've been reading through it. I think I figured out why it had bipartisan support, and so I want to bring that to you. But I got a couple more things that I want to read about it before I bring it to you guys uh, and give you my theory or thesis on it. And some of this stuff is theory, guys, until they... You know, until it plays out, you don't know what what's going on or why they decided to do what they did. Uh, before we get on with the meat and potatoes of the show, uh, as you guys know, I always ask, please share the show. If you got anything from it, if it made you laugh, made you cry, 
got you fired up. Um, even if even if you're not sure it's your cup of tea, share the show. You know, if it, at least it's going to spark a debate amongst your friends. So share the show. And I think I told you guys, well, I know I told you guys that some of the platforms, Spotify being the main one, you cannot search the show name and find it. Even though I've posted more shows and have more listens than half of the podcasts that show up when you search in the middle, for whatever reason, they've taken away the ability for you to find the show when you search for it. So if you're sharing the show, make sure to share the link on like your social media, whether that be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Um, share the link to the whole show. Or if you share an episode, obviously they'll be able to find the show that way as well. But it would mean the world to me. Also, don't forget, leave feedback, comments, ratings, and reviews. That tells me what to do better with the show. And you know, I was having a conversation this morning, and that's even though I've been getting some feedback, most of the feedback is on what, you know, what to cover, how to talk, what not to talk about, you know, how quickly to get on with the show, et cetera. But what I don't know and what would be helpful is do you want more interview shows? Do you want more in-depth getting down into the weeds show? Do you want just current events? Do you want a quicker show? Do you want the show to be over in 35 minutes? Do you like the 45-minute to an hour timeline? You know, that's, that's the kind of feedback I'd love to get back from you guys. Um, it, would, it would really help and it would mean the world and, and uh, I would appreciate it. So let me know. But thank you for those who are sharing the show and for tuning in every day and listening. Uh, just drop me a line. If you're one of those that's listening every day, either go to the website and fill out the form and tell me what you like about the show or what you don't like about the show. Um, or go on social media. You can, you can go to In the Middle on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and leave comments, reviews there. And just drop me a line. So if you're listening to the show right now, and you have been, because I know... There's plenty of repeat listeners. Drop me a line. Let me know what you like about the show and what you don't. And yeah, maybe I'll bring you on. Maybe I'll interview you. So yeah, let me know. All right, well, let's get on with it, guys. Today, you know, I've, I've had several conversations over the last few days, and I've seen several things um, online uh, through social media, several comments and people talking about principles and politics and ideologies. And, and, you know, this whole show was built on the idea that we have to get away from political ideologies because it's political ideologies that are dividing us, have always been dividing us. Now, since political parties have been formed and most of the founding fathers of America were not fans of political parties. They didn't want political parties and for good reason. And I think if we're being honest with ourselves and we're looking around the landscape of our current political environment, we can clearly see political parties aren't helping us progress. They're not helping unite Americans. They're dividing us. And I just feel like it's so important to, to hit on this because it's what I'm it's what I'm trying to fight against. It's why I'm doing the show. It's why I want you to join the show and listen to the show and share the show because 
I feel like we can do better in America. You know, I genuinely love America. You know, I've traveled the world. I've traveled all over the United States. And I can honestly tell you, you know, and, it, and I, let me back up, because I can honestly tell you, you, America is the best country in the world. And it's funny because a lot of times, you know, I've traveled the world and when I tell people stories, like when I've been in different countries or whatever, they'll always ask, hey, what's your most favorite place to go to in the world? And my response is always, this may sound crazy. That's what I say. I'll say, well, this may sound crazy, but my favorite place in the world is Ohio. And they're like, what? You've traveled all over the world and your favorite place is Ohio. Yeah, it is. Not in the winter time, to be clear. Like, let's be fair. I hate Ohio in the winter time, and I'd love to go hang out with my friends in Charleston, South Carolina, or Florida every winter, and then maybe someday we will. But I love Ohio. It's my it's my favorite place in the world. I had one other favorite. My grandparents' uh, lake house was my favorite. Now they sold it a few years back, and and. Um, but between Ohio and my grandparents' lake house, which was in Michigan, those are my two favorite places in the whole world. Why? Because America is that awesome that uh, a random place in the middle of the country can be so amazing, so peaceful, full of so many wonderful people. Because it is. Ohio, full of wonderful people. I mean, we've got our bad apples like everybody else. But I've traveled all over the United States, and in every state, I find the same thing. Usually prosperity, people are working, we got decent schools, decent places to live, good people, beautiful scenery, lots to do, and freedom. Freedom to do all of that. And... You know, we don't have all these old traditions that are like five, six hundred years old or hierarchies or whatever. America is just kind of a beautiful place. It's a melting pot full of amazing, beautiful people who are all free to live the life that they want to live. And if done right, America could continue to be this beautiful, wonderful place that is free for people to live whatever life they want to live. I've seen the way other countries live. I, I, I've seen the way most of our country lives, and we do have some work to do. But guys, there's no comparison. If you stacked up all of our problems and all of our issues in America, stacked them up just one after the other, we're still better off than most countries in the world. And I feel like we're letting a small group of people who we've elected to represent us and executing our government, government duties and work, ruin that. And that's why the show exists. And that's why I believe principles are more important than politics. But what do I mean by principles? Well, guiding values that, that, that don't waver, that guide your decisions when it comes to government or politics. 
you know, for an example, so you can understand where I'm going with this. I, I believe every person should adopt principles, values that you live and die by first, and then let those principles and values guide your decisions as it pertains to what the government should or should not be able to do. And what I'm seeing, and I think what all of you are seeing too, is that we have a lot of people who are guided by politics, what their party is saying or what their echo chamber is saying. And they have no principles or values, or maybe they've lost them along the way. But let me give you some, some principles. Like, I believe in limited government. I believe in the Constitution. I believe in constitutional values. Freedom of speech is the freedom of speech. Not speech you like, not speech you want to hear, not speech you think is good or bad for America, but just free speech. Society will take care of the bad ones. It just, it's the way it works. But free speech, you know, I believe, and that's just one example. And I'm not going to get into all the freedoms and all the Bill of Rights, but I believe in constitutional values. We have to have guiding values, right? And these are innate human rights. So we have to have these written down somewhere, which we do in the Constitution, in order to make sure they're affordable or afforded to, is a better way of saying that, all people. They're afforded to all people because they should be. And I believe we should follow those values. Some other principles that I possess and that the show possesses are some government ones specifically, right? Because you can have principles and value guys for family, friendships, work, career, and the government, right? Because we need government. We need somebody to do the work of the people, keep our school systems up, keep our roads built, keep our emergency uh, systems intact, keep our common defense intact, etc. We need a government to do those things. But we can have principles in government. So some of ours, uphold the Constitution, term limits in Congress. Congress cannot own corporate stocks. They cannot, if you want to go to Congress, you should not be allowed to own stocks in an individual company. You can invest in a you know, broad-based index if you want, but not individual stocks because that can lead to corruption. Corporations cannot donate money to campaigns or PACs. If you can't cast a legal vote as a citizen, not an entity, but a citizen in an election, shouldn't be able to, shouldn't be able to donate to one. So corporations get rid of the corporate donations. Get rid of lobbying. Lobbying should not be allowed to exist. Not corporate lobbying. I believe there should be sunset rules on federal workers. I don't believe somebody should be able to go do the bare minimum working for us, right? Working in our government for us and be less than the best or hang out there for years and years and years if they're doing bad work. So there should either be a sunset rule where you can't be a career bureaucrat or create an ability for directors and secretaries of these bureaucracies to eliminate people who are not good at the job. They shouldn't get union protection 
because if they are not, if they suck, they suck. Fire them. Get somebody good. We as the people should demand that the best of the best and the brightest are working for us in our government and that they work hard, not sandbag or loaf or don't care if they get done what they need to get done because they're going to get paid either way. No, it shouldn't be allowed. So I believe in that. It's one of my principles. It's one of my values. It's one of my beliefs. And I'll give you one more and then I'll move on with my point. Uh, I believe there should be a constitutional requirement that we have a balanced budget. No more deficit spending. But, okay. So that, those are my principles. And everybody needs to adopt principles. You'll hear me on the show often say freedom principles. Well, my freedom principles are the Bill of Rights, meaning we believe in those Bill of Rights as written. As far as anything else goes, whether it be political ideologies or whatever, doesn't matter because I'm going to make every decision or when I'm thinking about how to, how should we proceed? How should we handle this issue or that issue? You know, how should we handle global conflict like Russia going into Ukraine? Well, I just go back to my values. That, those values, some of the values I just mentioned, that's what I use to make these decisions. So it doesn't change. It doesn't waffle back and forth depending on, you know, what's going to be best for me. The other thing is, is I do believe we should develop one of my values. And one thing that I think we should have is a America first concept, not America only, but Hey, let's make sure we're taking care of our country and our citizens before we take care of the rest of the world. Because what, what strength do we have if, our, if we're not strong at home? It doesn't make any sense. And so when it's time to make a decision or decide who's gonna, who I'm going to vote for or be president or how I think that president should perform or act, because again, Joe Biden works for me. He works for you. I'm the boss. You're the boss. I know he, he and many before him think they're the boss, but they're not. They work for us. So when I'm determining whether he's doing a good job or a bad job or even Congress or anybody else, I base it off those principles. There's no waffling. There's no back and forth. And, and that's the whole point of the show is I'm trying to, I don't base it off of what the Democrat party is telling me to think or what the Republican party is telling me to think, I base it off my own values and principles. That's why I'm able to disagree with the Republicans. That's why I'm able to disagree with Democrats. And unfortunately, it's consistent disagreements anymore because both of them are only in it for their self-interest. You know, the definition of politics is the activities associated with the governance of a country or other area, especially the debate or conflict among individuals or parties having or hoping to achieve power. It's the definition of politics, right from the dictionary. It's the debate or conflict among individuals 
or parties having or hoping to achieve power. Guys, for the political parties, it's all about power and control. In order to get that power, jockey back and forth for that power, there will always be conflict. Always. And I, I get, I'm not saying well, we should have a utopia. I get that there's you know, general conflict in most things or disagreements. But it's a, for us, it's a constant clown show where nothing is getting done, and we're going broke by the day. This, this beautiful, wonderful, prosperous country is going broke by the day for these nincompoops in D.C. to jockey for power and control of you, me. Because they also, just like you and us, have lost sight of the equation and who's really in charge here. See, they firmly believe once you once they've gotten your votes and they're off to Congress, they don't answer to you anymore. They answer to the party first and then their self-interest second, which the party helps with the self-interest. Not you. Government doesn't work for you. The minute they get the votes and they swear in in DC, guys, they forget about you. Some don't. Some there's some good ones still there but the vast majority of them don't care. They think they're in charge, and you work for them. That's not the case. They work for us, and they should never forget that, and neither should you. So it's kind of hard to remember who works for who when you are guided by their politics, their talking points, not your principles. So stick to your principles. Stop regurgitating talking points that you hear the, the congressional representatives of your party or the side that you like to all your friends and family. Like have an original thought. Have some original principles. And I promise that if you at least adopt freedom principles, which I think unless you're not into a free America... You know, if you want socialism or communism or whatever, of course, you're not going to agree with me here. But I believe the vast majority of Americans want freedom. And, and if you're not sure, just go to a communist country and spend three, four months there. You'll see how important freedom is. You'll change your mind. But if you want freedom, I think at the very least, we need to adopt freedom principles a common core freedom principles. And I've said this many times, and I'll keep saying it because it's important. Because if we're at least all on the same page as far as our freedom principles are concerned, we can have healthy debates about our governance principles and how that should be done. And it's important, guys. Don't let politics overtake your principles. And you're seeing that every day in Washington, D.C. It's all about politics and there are no principles. That's why it seems like, and if you're paying attention, it seems like we're kind of living in the twilight zone these days. Because what Republicans were for or against 10 years ago seems like they're, they've switched. And what Democrats were for and against 10 years ago seems like it's switched. 
Isn't that funny? What? Why is that? And a lot of a lot of you are probably wondering why is that. Well, I'll tell you, it's because it's the the switch of power. It's whoever has the power, guys, is who's going to have the opinion and and support or not support certain aspects. And at times. When Republicans had more influence in corporate America, they supported more things corporate America. And now the Democrats do. So, guess what? Wherever the money goes, that's, that's where the support is going to be. And money is power. So, Democrats now all of a sudden love corporations and tech companies and censorship and when 10, 15, 20 years ago, they were against all of it. It's because they don't have principles. Their principles don't exist. It's just their politics change. The politics change. The principles never existed. But when your principles exist and you stick with them and you follow them, your politics will never change. Ever. Ever. So stick with principles. It's important. The other thing that I want to mention today and bring up is, guys, the, the best way to defeat this and to, and to get rid of this inept, ineptitude with a two-party system is to live excellent lives. It's to do everything right in our own personal lives. You know, eat right exercise, get healthy. And I know maybe this sounds crazy, but I promise it doesn't. Get excellent in your own personal life. Start seeing reality in your own life. Be the best you can be. You know, eat right, exercise, work on your relationships, work on your marriages. Work on your family. Work on your local community. You know, do the, be the best. If you're an employee and you're going to work for somebody every day, be the best employee you can be. Do the best job. Take pride in, in being better at your job than everybody else that you work with. And I promise you that if you do this just for a few short weeks, you're going to start to see changes in your life. You're going to start to see personal excellence affect your life in a positive way. And once you've achieved personal excellence, it's really hard to allow these inept idiots in Washington, D.C. to control you. Because when you're operating in a state of personal excellence all the time and constantly working on making your life better, your relationships better, your career better, your money better, you can start to see their flaws and you can see through their bullcrap. Personal excellence is a, is a part of this push, right? It's part of this coalition, if you will. So be personally excellent in everything that you're doing. I appreciate you guys sticking through that. But it's just it's so important to me. It's so important because most Americans like things to be sensationalized, guys. That's the reality. It's, it's part of our psychology, and it's unfortunate. But most people like sensationalizing everything. 
most people want to pick a side and pick a tribe, right? Like that's why it's it's so prevalent that there's Democrats and Republicans, the right, the left, because people pick sides because they like to feel like they're a part of something. That's that's why this show has yet to get, you know, 100,000 views and, and subscribers when you've got extreme right ideology shows that have hundreds of thousands of viewers and extreme left um, shows with hundreds of thousands of viewers. It's why the corporate media is the way it is because they figured it out that people like polarization. We like to pick a team to, to say that we belong to. Well, guys, I'm giving you the alternative. The team isn't the Republicans. The team isn't the Democrats. The team is in the middle, like the rest of us. The team is just America. We're team America. We're team Americans. No matter where you came from, no matter how you became an American, we are team you. This is Team America, and I know, that, I know that some of you know there's a movie out there called Team America. We're not, we're not that Team America. Um, <laughs> uh, and I was being serious, too. I was like, we're Team America. And I was waiting. I know one of you out there said, F, yeah. Um, but no, we are. We're Team America. Like we're, I'm, I'm not, I don't give a shit about the Republican Party. I don't give a shit about the Democrat Party. All my shits are given to Americans. I know that, that sounds funny too. But no, in all seriousness, like I care about America and Americans and freedom, their ability to live the life that they want to live without the government or anyone, anyone else telling you you can't live that life. As long as that life does not infringe on other people's principles and freedoms, knock yourself out. That's what America is for. And we don't need to be lectured to. We don't need to be lectured to about what we need to accept or not accept or what's okay or what's not okay. It's simple. Live your life. Do what you want to do. Build the life that you want. Just make sure your actions don't infringe on other people's rights. For example, you don't have to agree with trans Americans or transgenderism. That's a hot topic right now. That's why I bring it up. You don't have to agree with it. You don't. You don't have to be okay with it if that's not what you want. And for those of you that are trans or in the LGBTQ community saying everybody has to be okay with it, no, they don't. They don't have to be okay with it. But you can't discriminate against them. For those of you that are not okay with it, you better not create violence against them because now you're infringing on their rights to be what they want to be. See how it works? It's real simple. Live your life. Do what you want to do. Just don't infringe on other people's rights in the process. It's real, real simple. So you don't like transgenderism? Fine. Okay. But don't be violent towards them. Don't discriminate towards them. Because now you're violating their rights to be them and do what they want to do. And vice versa, if you're over on the trans movement... Not everybody has to be okay with it. Try Stop forcing everybody to be what you want them to be. Guys, freedom is not an exercise in compliance. It's the opposite. 
And it's a real simple concept. And if we all just developed freedom principles, we would understand this. If we all work towards personal excellence, we would all understand this. And I know it's not as sensational to talk about how much I hate Democrats or how much I hate Republicans or how evil and wicked they all are. And how I'm really just talking about how we need to come together as Americans, not as sensational. And I get that. But I promise this is the better path forward. Let's just get back to simple. Let's get back to just loving each other and accepting that we're all Americans. We all come from somewhere different. We all grew up different. We all have different religions and cultures creeds we all are different colors <laughs> you know we're special i mean the thing that makes us unique is all the things that make us different and how we can take all those differences and come together in solidarity and unification and unite around a core principle of freedom that's what makes America special. You can walk down a city in America and see all of our history and all of the people who have become Americans over hundreds of years, the history. You know, you can see an Italian restaurant. You can see a, you know, German brewery. Take in Indian cuisine get some tacos, drink some tequila, any, any, get some, get some gumbo, <laughs> any city in America, you, you can see our rich and broad history of what makes us American. And we're going to let people drill this down to two parties we're going to put all these people from all these backgrounds and all these different walks of life into two buckets. Why not put them into 50 buckets? Well, because 50 buckets is harder to manage. Two, you still get the division, and it's much easier to manage. Two buckets versus 10 or 12 or even three. You can consolidate power easier. They know this. They've known this for years. So let's stop giving it to them. That's why I'm here. That's why I hope you're here. That's why I hope you'll share the show so we can stop allowing this nonsense and get on with our lives and have a prosperous, free country again. It's possible. It's possible. I mentioned at the beginning of the show there was a U.S. military drone that was forced down by Russian jets. That happened. It's true. It's real. But immediately, you had people on both sides of the equation, mainly Lindsey Graham. I got, I cannot stand Lindsey Graham. Oh, I'd love to interview him because he, he is greasy and just, ah, uh, I, I don't like Lindsey. And he's out there calling for World War III. So is Sean Hannity, apparently. I didn't see the show, but I saw a clip of it this morning. Because they downed one of our drones over the Black Sea. 
Which apparently they like dumped some fuel on it. Like one Russian jet dumped fuel on it, trying to like disable it or blind it. And then eventually, after 30 or 40 minutes of jockeying around and whatever, messing with this drone, they collided with it and it, our drone crashed. Okay. And it was apparently over international waters, so it should not have been touched. And I agree with that. But it just goes to show you how crazy these people are about supporting the industrial war complex and how that crazy they are with Russia. When Russia's not even the biggest threat to America, it's China. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And they're all out there calling for World War III. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because don't fall for the bait. Guys, we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. The evidence is overwhelming. Go look at Cy Hirsch's story. Read every line of it. I covered it on the show. Sufficient evidence. Plus, he is the type of journalist that's not going to report on it if he is not a 1,000% convinced his sources are telling him the truth. We blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and we're going to call, uh, uh, we're going to escalate things with Russia because they knocked an unmanned aerial drone out of the sky. Yeah, they shouldn't have done it. I agree. Just like we shouldn't have blown up their pipeline, which was kind of a bigger deal. Not only did it create a huge uh, ec er, ecology disaster in the ocean, but we, that cost Russia and Germany a hell of a lot more money than that drone they just knocked out of the sky cost us. I think we should let it go. If we had smart leaders and not saber rattlers who wanted to make more money for the industrial war complex, they would let it go. They would say, they would scorn them and say, hey, don't do it again. Like just, okay, don't do it again. We see what you did. Don't do it again. Because they know. They know we knocked out their pipeline, guys. So why do you think they feel brazen enough to knock a drone out of the sky? This is not chess. This is simple checkers at this point. Tit for tat. And I'm just glad their tat was not as bad as us blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. We should be happy because that means there's a less likelihood that we'll escalate this thing. And I don't think it should be escalated. I think if the United States was being responsible to the world right now, they would be pushing for negotiations between Ukraine and Russia to get to peace. But they're not. Instead, they do dumb shit like this and get on TV and, and saber rattle and say, beat their chest and the war drum and say, oh, we, we should go to war with Russia. No, we shouldn't. Do I think we would win in a war with Russia as long as nukes aren't used? Yes, of course we would. I believe we would. Would we win a war against China, Russia, and Iran and all the other countries they're throwing together in a coalition? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I don't want to find out. We don't have to find out. This is what happens when you get people drunk on control and power because Lindsey Graham's not going to go fight that war. His sorry ass isn't going to be on the front lines. We know that. And Sean Hannity's not going to go fight this war. We know that. 
So don't listen to the saber rattling. We should be happy and thankful it was an unmanned aircraft, right? It's just a piece of equipment. Expensive, yes, but we can replace it. I promise if we can send $100 billion to Ukraine, we can replace one drone. But I'm just tired of the saber rattling. We need to be working towards peace between Russia and Ukraine. They need to be negotiating for peace and ending this conflict now so we can get back to fixing the problems in our country and stop worrying about it. Anyway, I got to leave it there, guys. I've got to get to work. I appreciate you guys coming back every day. It means the world to me. It really does. Make sure to drop me a line. Like if, you, if you're one of those listening, just drop me a line. It'd be nice to hear your thoughts um, on the show and what you're thinking. And, and I would greatly appreciate it. But I got to get on. I got to get to work. So thank you guys for being in. I will be back with you guys again tomorrow. I cannot wait until then. But until then, guys, have a great American day and take care.